I think I've been an entrepreneur since I was very young, just at heart, watching what my parents did prior to that. They owned a couple of other small businesses and were involved in network marketing. I mean, they, they, they did several things and, and they've gone more of the traditional business route, which I have as well. But I think it's always been in me. It's kind of in my blood, I guess. Uh, there were things I saw them do that I that have framed how I am building my business, things I, I want to do differently. You are listening to The Infinite Franchisee Show. I am your host, April Porter. I am a franchisee empire building strategist, creator of The Infinite Franchisee Program, attorney, and an award-winning multi-unit franchisee on a mission to fill the gap between the franchise model and the executive level strategies you need to increase profits, build a team, and scale into multiple locations. Here, we connect every franchisee to infinite possibilities. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Franchisee Show, where this week we have a very special guest. I think you all will find him extraordinarily interesting. His name is Patrick Lang, and he is the CEO and founder of Certainty Management and Certainty Global. And he and his team help their clients improve the profitability in a number of different ways. They help them make more, keep more, and encourage them to give more back, which is absolutely amazing and really truly represents our motto here of swag, sanity, wealth, and gratitude. He has a varied history, including having top secret clearance at one time, being in linguistics, in Italian, and doing all things he can to make a difference. I am excited to welcome Patrick to our show. Hi, Patrick. I'm happy to be here, April. Hello. Hello, hello. So um, tell us, now you have two companies currently, Certainty Management and Certainty Global. I think that you have an affinity for certainty. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm also a radio show host and our show is called Finding Certainty. You were my guest actually a few weeks ago, as you know. That is right. That is right. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your passion for certainty and where that comes from and what you're hoping to bring to others in that realm. Well, it's interesting. I had a guest on my show a couple of weeks ago who is an expert in media and getting your brand out. Her name is Angel Tessie. She's a firm believer you should be promoting your business at least twice a week on some form of platform, podcast, television, radio, whatever. While she was on my show, we Googled the word certainty. There were thousands and thousands of, of media mentions. But what was interesting is we also Googled the word uncertainty. And there were about three times as many. There was something like 64,000 media references to the word uncertainty just in that and just within the last you know hour or two hours, 24 hours. It's a concern for people. There's a lot of us that are unsure about the future. We don't know about where the economy's headed, inflation, politics, our business, even our relationships, right? And so we created Certainty Management to try to give people some answers and help them hedge that uncertainty that unfortunately is so common. I love that. And I think you're so right. Um, There's so many different areas of life that are constantly coming at us in the, in the guise of fear, right? We're getting Mm -hmm. like, we find it everywhere. We look the headlines that we scroll past on social media, the news, 
the radio as we're going, you know, anything in the news these days is usually bad news and bad news always strikes a little bit of fear in the hearts of the people hearing it. Right. So I think you, you're really onto something here that uncertainty is something most every person on the planet has felt at one time or another. And probably I would even venture to say in some aspect of our lives, we're all feeling uncertain every day. Maybe not in every aspect of our lives, but in some aspect, there's a, there's a feeling of uncertainty. So hundred percent. Yeah. And, and of course we all want to cure that, right? If all of us could walk around being very sure of ourselves and sure of, you know, our safety and our futures and the security and that, we could provide for the ones that we love, how would that change the possibilities that we could accomplish, you know, in this world? And I know that's what you're working towards. So can you tell us a little bit about how you're tackling that? Sure. So we're we're a profit consulting firm at our core. We help our clients, as you said, to make more and keep more. And we do encourage them to give back. Uh, We believe if they pay it forward, it will come back to them many times over. I know you believe that. But, you know, certainty has different definitions and different meanings for different people. We focus on small business, small to mid-sized business, but it's interesting because the work we do trickles over into their personal lives as well. You know, if you're having a hard time recruiting and retaining employees, or if you're having a hard time keeping the lights on in your business or getting a good ROI, you take that home more often than not, right? If you're stressed at work, you're stressed at home. And so it took us a long time to decide on the the word and the name of our company, but we really felt that certainty was something that everyone is seeking. Like you said, on a daily basis, most of us are feeling it, at least in one area of our lives. And so it's definitely a subject that there's a lot of need. What I love about it is that not only can we make an income doing what we do, but we can make a difference. And it can be a a far-reaching difference, even a generational difference at times. And so, you know, there's some uh, satisfaction, I guess, in in not just making money, but doing some good as well. A hundred percent. I mean, I think almost everyone in small business gets into business ownership to make a difference, right? I haven't really met a small business owner who purely is like, show me the money, just show me the money. (laughs) Almost every small business owner I've ever met really truly cares about their clients, cares about their communities and cares about creating a better world through the impact they can make with their product or their service. So you mentioned it can be generational. And speaking of generational, it makes me think of a conversation we had when I was on your radio show about your family and that your family started in business in franchising. They did. Yeah, which I think our audience would find very interesting because, you know, we're the infinite franchisee show geared towards franchisees. And can you tell us just a little bit about that story? Sure. I mean, it's probably like many stories. My parents, it was actually my mom and her best friend who started this little consulting business. And they focused on personal appearance and how to make a good impression for a job interview, color analysis, you know, what colors you look best in and so forth and so on. And that grew from one room in our back in the back of the house to the garage to a small office and eventually one of the largest uh, offices in downtown Salt Lake City called the Triad Center. And they franchised it all over the country, had a 
even some franchisees overseas. And it was called Chroma International, which is Greek for color. And um, it went kind of crazy. I mean, for 10 years, it was, it just absolutely exploded. We learned a lot of things from it, some things to do and some things not to do. But, uh, but yeah, that was my growing up years, my elementary, junior high years. We were in the middle of that as a family. Do you feel like that fueled your passion for being a business owner yourself? I think it did. I mean, I, I think I've been an entrepreneur since I was very young, just at heart, watching what my parents did prior to that. They owned a couple of other small businesses and were involved in network marketing. I mean, they, 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 they did several things and, and they've gone more of the traditional business route, which I have as well. But I think it's always been in me. It's kind of been my blood, I guess. Uh, there were things I saw them do that I that have framed how I am building my business, things I, I want to do differently. We made mistakes, right, as a family and as a business. And the biggest one was letting our business consume us. We started making more money than we imagined, but we never saw each other, right? And so, so I'm big about balance and making sure I take time off and things like that. Yeah, I heard a really interesting thing the other day that I think you would appreciate. Um, I can't remember who was talking about this, but instead of balance, looking for harmony. And I thought it was really interesting because they were saying, you know, everyone says you need a work-life balance, you need a work-life balance. But for some people, like for me, for instance, I don't have children. My husband loves to golf. So when he golfs on the weekends and I'm home, sometimes I sit down and I work on the weekends, not because I have to or I'm consumed, but because I get true joy in the work that I do. And, you know, so so it's like, you know, if you're looking at it from a balanced perspective, sometimes you can you can judge yourself and say, oh, I'm working on the weekend. So that's bad. That means I don't have a good work life balance. So if you flip it and say, do I feel harmony? Do I feel that I have that I am living my life and getting fulfillment out of my life outside of work and getting fulfillment of, with my life inside of work, then you're on the right track. I couldn't agree more. It's interesting because I was in a meeting just yesterday morning with uh, Kevin O'Leary. He's the uh, one of the Shark Tanks, you know, Mr. Wonderful. And we had an opportunity to ask him questions for about an hour about uh, business in general and his his philosophies and so forth. And and he he talked about that. He talked about harmony. He talked about the difference between balance and harmony. It's interesting you bring that up. But he talked about how we need to make sure we're carving out time for ourselves throughout the day. You know, he doesn't put Zooms back to back. And I, I do that all the time. I was, I'm a total, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, call it a victim or a, a, a just, I, I need to do better at that because I will go back to back to back to back all day before I know it is nighttime. And he says, he'll do, he doesn't do that. He, he puts in half hour blocks in between meetings so he can get up and go to the bathroom, you know, go take a break, get, get something to eat, walk around the house, maybe play. He, he like, he's a musician, so he likes to practice the guitar. And so that was really important. The other thing he said is he makes a goal every day to do three things. He said, what are the three things today that would help my business move forward? What are my top three priorities? And as long as I got those three done, if I didn't get anything else done, I go to bed that night feeling like I accomplished something. And Said I don't always get all three of them done, but at least if I'm focused on those three, helps me to keep that harmony in my life and be uh, be successful. I, I love advice. that. 
yeah, that's fantastic advice. And something that that brings to mind for me is I really try to instill in our clients, there will never be a day where there suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to do. I am completely caught up <laughs> and look at that. You know, I guess I'll just sit for a few minutes until the next to do suddenly just pops in, right? There will always be more to do than there is time in the day. And part of that is that we're entrepreneurs. We could always, I mean, we have a talent for thinking up things to do. I mean, <laughs> we can come up with a million great ideas, right? So, um, so really acknowledging that if there's always going to be more to do, then killing yourself to get 30 more minutes, one more hour in today in the grand scheme of things is probably not going to make the big impact on your business that you feel it will in the moment, right? You have to learn how to take a step out and say, okay. Enough is enough. Enough is enough, right? It's mm -hmm. going to all be here tomorrow. Well, there's that old adage that you never saw someone who said, I wish I'd spent more time at the office when they're on their deathbed, right? One of the uh, one of the best books I've read, and I'm I can't remember who the author was. I think it may have been Ogmandino or Ken Blanchard, uh, the One Minute Manager author, but it was called The Present, and it was about how the you know talking about balance and harmony and making sure we're we're not cons you know, letting ourselves be consumed. But it talked about how the greatest gift we could give to someone is to be present. Right. When we and Kevin O'Leary talked about this yesterday as well, he said, if you commit to your family that you're going to be done with work at seven and you're going to give them from seven to ten, you turn your phone off. You're not also checking emails while you're watching a show with them. You're not he says you are present with your loved ones you, you, and, and then warn them. Say, I'm probably going to have to go back to work at 10 o'clock and catch up on my email. That's when I do mine. And he said that's when he does his. I'm usually returning emails after 10 o'clock because I didn't have time during the day. <laughs> but, um, but I thought it was really good advice. He said, just keep your commitments, you know, be present, set, I, set guidelines, you know, and, and, and schedules and so on and stick to it. I think that's brilliant. Right. And some of us need that. I mean, if anybody watched social dilemma on Netflix, if you haven't, I highly recommend the documentary, but you know, these devices in our hands truly are an addiction mm -hmm. and they're, and they're, and it is they very, are. they are. And it's very easy for our brains to go on autopilot and be checking it. Even when we are talking, you know, in, in a conversation with someone and, um, and so the best way to break an addiction is to remove it right? Remove your access to it altogether. And so I think that's a great tip to just turn it off, maybe even put it in another room charging and be present. Something that comes to mind when you're saying that, and this is just a thought I had, um, which may be helpful to some people out there, but, you know, sometimes I think that the reason, one of the reasons people struggle with balance or harmony um, in work and life is because the things that you're doing in your life don't necessarily light you up, right? Maybe you're getting off work and you're just sitting on the couch the rest of the night watching a show. 
and you're thinking, man, I could be working. I could be working. I could be working. Okay. Well, that's not really balance. If you're just sitting somewhere, not doing anything that fulfills you and thinking about how you should be working. So I would challenge everyone to ask yourselves, what is something that maybe you could be doing instead of sitting? Like maybe there's a hobby that you had even as a younger person decades ago that you've thought about in passing. Like, I really wish I could pick that up again, but it made me think of it. Cause you mentioned Kevin plays the guitar in, in between some zoom meetings. Right. Mm -hmm. So think about that. Like what could he do? He could do necessities. He could go to the bathroom, move a little bit. So he gets his steps up on his watch, get a bite to eat. But he also chooses to do something that gives that harmony and fills him and makes him feel like he's pursuing something worthwhile personally. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that as we get older. And as we really focus more and more on work, we lose sight of what are the possibilities of how we could spend our time outside of work. Well, we have to, you know, balance aside, we have to incorporate some of our interests, some of the things that make us happy and passionate and, and uh, fulfilled. Because if not, we're going to come to hate what we do. And most of us got into business because we're passionate about the, the, the topic. We're passionate about graphic design or web design or public speaking or wh whatever the case might be. But if we, if we don't include some of those interests, those hobbies, those things that we really truly enjoy, I think the other can become uh, overwhelming and become a drudgery. Um, I love that reminder about practicing the guitar. He says, I, I make a goal every day to practice the guitar for at least a few minutes. And in the process, he's gotten to be a really good guitarist. And so there's the side benefit of if you put time into the other things and get better at them, that's fulfilling and satisfying. And you just don't feel like you're working all the time. You know, if you feel like all you do is work every day, all day, I think it can get old, even if you're doing something you enjoy. I agree 100%. So Patrick, for you, what is that thing? What is that passionate thing that you're doing outside of work that you're pursuing? <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because you talk about how even on the weekend you might do some work and while your husband's golfing or whatever because you really enjoy it, right? And I think our lives go in stages. We're in phases. You know, there's times and seasons, right? As you're building a business and getting it up and running, you're going to be putting more time into it. And hopefully you get to a point where you can spend less time on it and you've learned how to delegate and you've built a team and, and all these things. But um, so I'm the same. I really enjoy working. I enjoy building what we're building. And, and, you know, every time I think I'm catching up on my list, I create six more projects and, you know, so I can totally resonate with that. Uh, on a personal standpoint, I really enjoy writing. Uh, I, I'm a pianist. I, I enjoy music as well. So I try to practice not nearly as much as I should, but I've, I, I'm, I'm going to take a, Kevin's example and try to live by it more. But uh, I'm a fly fisherman. I like to, to fly fish, but I uh, don't get out nearly often enough. But I probably spend more time writing than anything else. I'm, I'm working on my third book. Uh, I'm a two-time two -time published author. But we're working on a new one that's focused on creating certainty in an uncertain world. Yeah, it's going to be good. That is good. It's going to be great. I love that. I have always wanted to play the piano, to learn to play the piano. 
it's something that I need to like really put down on a list and say, okay, mm -hmm. do. but my, my big thing is that, um, I actually am in an acting studio and I do acting classes and projects here in St. Louis. That's great. Uh, in my downtime, but I love it. Right. And it's, it's so much fun to kind of be imaginative and be other people. Mm -hmm. It definitely takes me out of work because <laughs> sometimes I'm not even playing myself. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. So that's, that's my, great. yeah. So awesome. Well, okay. If people want to get in touch with you and learn more about how you can help them bring certainty to their lives, both in business and their personal lives, how do they reach you? So probably the two best ways are you can listen to our radio show if you'd like at www.certaintylive.com. It'll take you to our Voice America business uh, station. It's a live show every Friday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, but it's also uploaded to all the podcast channels and, and uh, several different guests. It's an interview type format, and it's a good way to get to know us and how we think. And then our website is www.certaintyteam.com. Team, all right. And I want to mention before we get off that Certainty Management also was a huge help with the SWAG conference and actually facilitated a great sponsorship in partnership with the Five Diamond Club. They provided vacation vouchers for every single attendee. And let me tell you, people were over the moon excited about this. <laughs> uh, we had such a good time at the SWAG conference and you were a great big part of that. So thank you so much for that, Patrick. Our pleasure. All right. Well, until next week, check out the show notes to find out how to get in touch with Patrick and go ahead and make that connection because I know all of you could use a little bit more certainty along with your swag. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, April. Thanks for having me. Thank you for setting aside time to grow your business and mindset with me today. Every franchisee has a dream to achieve sanity, wealth, and gratitude. And I created this podcast to help you do just that. So if you loved what we covered and you know someone who could benefit from it, I would be honored if you would share it with them. Between now and next time, don't you dare settle for anything less than infinite success.